The Brand Ed Podcast with Robbie Fowler, episode two, entitled Topless Marketing. And no, it's not what you think. So stick with me. By the end of this episode, you will be able to pinpoint where the holes are in your marketing, branding, and positioning, how to connect them together and why that matters, and why, quote, topless marketing will ruin your business. And again, it's not what you think. This is still a G-rated podcast. So stick with me and get those answers. Welcome to the Brand Ed Podcast with Robbie Fowler, where you're going to learn how to build a life-giving personal brand in business. I believe the chaos and the confusion around branding and marketing and business strategy leads to too many burnt out leaders, underperforming businesses and life draining brands. Now, the best way for it is to actually connect your branding and your marketing and your business strategy together so that you can become a better leader, build a stronger business and bless the customers you serve. If you haven't, I'd invite you to subscribe now so you don't miss out on how to build a life-giving brand. Welcome to episode two. Thanks so much for joining me. I'm excited about where we're headed. This is an important episode, these first few episodes, as we lay the foundation about where we're heading on this podcast. Now, I want to start today imagining if we were in a room together, let's say we're in like a workshop setting and you're there and some other folks are there. And at the front of the room, I've got a table set up and I ask for a couple of volunteers. Now, I've actually done this numerous times, but just picture that's that's where we are together. And I get a couple of volunteers, let's say three volunteers. They come up to the front with me, and what I ask them to do is I say, I'm going to give you 60 seconds, one minute, for the three of you to put together as many of the pieces of the puzzle that are scattered across the table. You got 60 seconds to put as many pieces together as you can. Okay, and what they look at then when they look down is a bunch of random puzzle pieces all scattered across the table. And then I give them 60 seconds, see how many they can put together, and I start the clock. While they are doing that, I normally would turn to the rest of the audience and have a little fun, take some guesses. How many pieces do you think they'll be able to put together in 60 seconds? And so we'll we'll have some fun. You know, somebody will say 10, somebody will say two, somebody will say 15. The guesses are usually kind of all over the place. And then at 60 seconds, we stop the clock. We go back to the table and we check in and we see how they're doing, how our volunteers are doing. Usually when I do this, you know, you'll have one or two approaches. Sometimes a few people will work together. Maybe one of those volunteers is kind of a natural leader and they'll say, hey, let's work together, you know, look for the edges, find some straight lines and and see if we can work that way. Other times you'll see, you know, everybody does their own thing and they're all 
doing it. And usually you'll get anything from one or two pieces joined together to, you know, 10 or 15. It's if, if they really like get lucky and find find them all. But obviously it's not a whole lot. Now, the next thing I do before we count how many pieces are put together is I pick up an individual piece and I give each of those volunteers, those three volunteers, each get a separate small piece of the puzzle. And I ask them, I say, all right, I want to get your guess, your best guess uh, based on looking at that puzzle piece. What do you think this is a puzzle of? What is this a picture of? And the only rule is each of them has to give a different guess. So if the first person guesses it's a treehouse, the next two people can't say, oh, I also think it's a treehouse. Everybody has to give at least a unique guess. And those guesses, as you could imagine, tend to be all over the place. When you pick up one small piece of a thousand piece jigsaw puzzle, who knows? And so you'll get some fun, random guesses. Then we'll take a look and actually see how many pieces they put together and we thank them, send them back to their seats. And then what I ask the group is now what made that so challenging? Why was that so hard? Yes, the time factor. We didn't have a lot of time. But even if I would have given them more time, what's the likelihood that success would have you know, exponentially increased if I had given them three minutes instead of one minute? And usually when I ask that, most of the time, someone will, you'll see the light bulb go off and someone will recognize, wait, the reason, one reason that was so challenging or so difficult is we have a thousand piece jigsaw puzzle scattered on a table and we don't have the box top. So on purpose, When I do this whole exercise, I never show them the box top. I don't even mention it. I just ask for volunteers. They come up. We go through the little exercise. We have some fun with it. What do you think you were trying to make or build? Guesses are all over the place. And then once they all sit down and we stop and we think for a minute together. Now, why was that so hard? The main reason it's so hard is they didn't have the box top. And without the box top to a thousand piece jigsaw puzzle, You don't have the big picture. You are just taking wild guesses as to what in the world you are actually trying to put together. And that exercise is the perfect analogy for why so many of us with personal brands or businesses feel like we're scrambling around. We feel like we're wasting time. We feel like we we feel overwhelmed. We We're just running around trying to do business, trying to work in the business and work on the business, trying to figure out what to do with marketing or email or social media or your website. There's just so many different things that we're trying to do. And we normally feel like we're scrambling around. You feel like this is just overwhelming. And after a while, you feel like maybe there's not a light at the end of the tunnel. When the, when the honeymoon period kind of wears off, particularly if it's a new venture, if you just pivoted into starting a personal brand, at some point you you get overwhelmed when you go, this is this doesn't just magically happen. So the problem is we don't have that box top. We don't have that big picture. 
when it comes to understanding, wait, how does my marketing and my branding and my core message, like how do, and my business strategy, how do these all work and work together? I might understand to some level one or two of those, depending on your background and experience, but it's, it's unlikely for many of us. We're not sure how all of those pieces work and certainly how they fit together. So in the same way, we're trying to piece this thing together. We don't have a box top. We, we have no idea what the big picture looks like. And that's why we can start to get so overwhelmed. It's like sometimes if you ever get some great advice for one of these areas, like you get some great advice for, on, on how to do marketing or how to go you know, write a sales email or, or, or some small piece. You get a great piece of advice, whether that's in your marketing or maybe your copywriting or your branding or something to go try or do on social media or how to develop a lead man. I mean, they're all over the place, right? You get a great piece of advice. You go try it for a bit and it doesn't quite work the way you expected. And sometimes it doesn't quite work the way the expert that gave the advice said it would work. And then what happens? You and I, because I know I've been there, you walk away feeling more guilty, more ashamed, uh, either more guilty that I don't know why I can't make this work when everyone else seems to to be able to make this work. Maybe sometimes we, we walk away feeling ashamed, like he told us, the expert told me to go do this, or I bought the little, the course or the swipe file or whatever, and I haven't done anything with that yet. And we go from like overwhelmed to actually feeling worse, more guilty, more ashamed, more, you know, stuck in and unable to move. What I want to suggest today, what I want to do today is try to provide a way to move forward and say, how do these pieces of branding, marketing, messaging, business strategy, how could those, how should those fit together? And if they do, and if you can understand how they do, what difference that would that make? Would that unlock things for you so that you stop feeling overwhelmed, stop feeling directionless or scattered? And that's what I want us to explore together today. Let's think for a second about how a story works, a story or a movie or a TV show. And there are usually two ways that you can develop a story or a movie. One of those ways is an, it's called an inductive approach, an inductive approach. And an inductive approach is where the parts add up to the whole. An inductive approach example might be Frodo and Lord of the Rings. Frodo finds the ring and we just get different small Parts as the story begins to build and build and build as to what Frodo is going to do with the with the ring. Ultimately, we end up watching the movie or reading the book because we we don't know what's going to happen, and we want to we want to see how each of these individual little scenes or episodes adds up to the final story. That's called an inductive approach. It's very very common. It's one of the great simple ways to hold an audience is you 
you throw the hook out there and then they have to keep following the different pieces to see how those all come together to solve the problem, to make sense of whatever the hook that was set. Now, the other approach, and oftentimes you'll see this in a good crime drama, is a deductive approach. Instead of inductive, it's deductive. So if inductive is the small parts that add up to a whole, deductive is the opposite. You start with the whole, and then you look at the individual parts. So in a good crime drama, how this often works in something like you know Law & Order or Law & Order SVU is a, a common example. The, the show opens, the show starts, and it's usually pretty predictable. Somebody's dead and they're found in an alley. And now we need to deduce, we need to figure out who did that. That's what the rest of the show is about. So no big suspense that somebody's dead. They just go ahead and show you in the opening scenes. And the rest of the show, sometimes depending on how they write it, we may know who did it really early. So we know what happened. Someone got murdered. And we know who did it because the show kind of unveils that. The rest of the show then is about how do we prove that that person is the murderer? That's deductive. And I can remember when this first, one of the ways this helped me when I was back in grad school, tons of reading, had to read, you know, more books at a time than I could certainly keep up with. I enjoy reading and learning. I'm not the fastest reader. And one of the books that was actually recommended to us as part of grad school was, I believe the book was called something like How to Read a Book. How crazy is that? A book on how to read a book. So what the book, what that book suggested was, hey, here's how you go read one of these books. The first thing you do is you look at the index and you read the chapter titles. You just scan down through the index. That's going to immediately give you a start to look and bring into clarity the box top of the puzzle. That's going to give you the main points of the big picture. So you're going to see that this is what the book is about to cover. The second thing they recommended is that when you go to an individual chapter, now you're going to turn to one of those chapters. So you turn to chapter three and you read the introduction paragraph and the closing paragraph of that chapter. It was unbelievably helpful to try to survive grad school and all the, all the reading. And what I want to do is give you a framework for how to think about and and pull together your marketing, your branding, your messaging, positioning, and your business strategy. So what we're about to do together, I'm about to just overview for you quickly my Radical Empathy Brand Framework. It's called the Radical Empathy Brand Framework. It's a simple, powerful, seven-part framework. Today, in this episode, I'm just going to walk you through it, just overview it for you so that we throw it out there. And then in the next several episodes, I'll break down each of those parts. We'll dive into those a little bit deeper. But on today's episode, I want to give you the box top to that thousand piece jigsaw puzzle. So this is called the Radical Empathy Brand Framework. If we were together, we literally draw this out. I do this with every client I work with, every workshop I do. I will put this in the show notes. If you happen to be somewhere where you can, what I would love for you to do, 
grab a sheet of paper, a blank sheet of paper, something to write with, and you can follow along. If not, just follow along while you're listening. It's really actually very simple. So I want you to imagine you have a sheet of paper, like an eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper. You're going to turn that piece of paper sideways so that it's set out landscape. And then with that piece of paper, I want you to draw a border or a frame about one inch inside that paper all the way around. So you're just drawing a rectangle and that rectangle is about an inch inside the page, the borders or the edge of the page. So what you end up having is a rectangle about an inch inside and your page kind of looks like a picture frame now. Okay, so that's the first part. The second part you're going to do is you're going to now inside that picture frame on the left hand side and on the right hand side, you're going to draw a cliff big enough for you to come draw a little something on top of that cliff. So about a one and a half inch, two inch cliff. Okay, and those are going to be the same height. The one on the left is the same height as the one on the right. And it's a big, scary, jagged cliff. In my mind, I think a wily coyote. Leave a little room below the top of the border because we're going to draw something on top of each one of those cliffs. Just make them the same height. Super simple. So now we have our picture frame and we have two cliffs, one on the left, one on the right. On the left cliff, I want you to just draw a single little stick figure. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. Okay, You're going to draw a stick figure on that cliff that's on the left. And above that stick figure, I want you to write the word customer because that little stick figure represents your customer. And then next to them, I want you to write two words, problem. And the second word I want you to write is possibility. Okay, write those two words. In other words, that now represents your customer who has a problem that he or she cannot solve themselves or a possibility that he or she cannot secure themselves. So there is your customer. Sitting on that left-hand cliff, standing there, they've got a problem they can't solve themselves or a possibility they can't secure themselves. And for them, it feels like they're on the edge of a cliff. There's no solution. They don't know how to go forward. If they did, they wouldn't need you or your business. So that's the left-hand cliff. Now go over to the right, the cliff that you drew on the right-hand side. And over there, you can draw another stick figure. And then you can put your name or the name of your company or the name of your personal brand above that. And then next to that stick figure, the one that represents you and your business, you're going to write two words, solution and secure. You have the solution to your customer's problem, or you can help them secure the possibility. So they've got a problem or a possibility problem they can't solve, possibility they can't secure. You've got a solution to that problem and you can help them secure that opportunity. Now, those are the first two parts of the framework. We drew our frame, we drew the cliffs, we drew the customer on the left-hand side, and we drew your business on the right-hand side. The next simple thing you're going to draw is just a bridge that connects those two cliffs, the cliff from the left to the cliff on the right. And the next thing you draw are three supporting pillars underneath that bridge. Okay, so that's a long bridge. You're just going to draw a picture in your mind, three of those big giant concrete pillars. Just spread them out evenly in your drawing. Divide the bridge kind of in a third. Draw your pillars. They just need to be big enough for you to write inside of because we're going to write something inside of each one of those three pillars. In the first pillar that you just drew, you're going to write the word marketing. That first pillar is your marketing. In the middle pillar, you're going to write the word 
message. This is represents your core message, the core message of your brand and your business. And then in the third column, the one that's closest to you, to the right-hand side, you're going to write the word brand. That column represents your brand. So now if we step back, we drew a rectangle picture frame about an inch inside. We drew a cliff on the left and a cliff on the right. On the left-hand cliff, we put a stick figure. We wrote above that customer because that represents your customer. And then we wrote beside that stick figure problem or possibility. On the right-hand cliff, we drew another stick figure that represents you, your personal brand, or your business. And then next to you, you wrote solution and secure. You can solve their problem and you can help them secure the possibility. And then this last step, we just drew a bridge with three pillars. In the first pillar, we wrote marketing. In the second pillar, we wrote message. And the third pillar, we wrote brand. So that's the first five pieces of the framework so far. Customer is one. You is two. The marketing pillar is three. The message is four. And the pillar that we wrote brand in is five. So we're five parts into a seven-part framework. The last two steps that you're going to do is above the picture, the rectangle that you drew, and that space you left at the top, I want you to write the words radical empathy. That's why this is called the radical empathy brand framework. And we put that up there at the top because radical empathy is going to be how you frame everything inside that picture frame. And then the last step, the seventh part of the framework down at the bottom, you're going to write three things. Character, and then draw a little arrow to the right that represents character leads to values, and then draw one more arrow which leads to purpose. So at the bottom, you've got character, a little arrow to the right, leads to your values, a little arrow to the right, which leads to your purpose. We put that down at the bottom because that is what the entire framework is built on. It's built on your character. And from your character, that's where you derive your values, what you value. Combination of your character and your values is what shapes the purpose of your brand and business. Ultimately, why you do what you do. It's at the foundation of everything you do. So that's the simple seven-part framework. So congratulations, you now have a very simple seven-part framework that we're going to use and explore in these next episodes so that you're going to see, I start to see how all of these pieces work together. The more you see how those work together, the less overwhelmed you're going to start to feel, the more in control you're going to start to feel, the more empowered you're going to start to feel. So what we're doing here is you might think of this in terms of what's called lateral thinking. With this framework, what I am suggesting to you is we need to develop the skill of lateral thinking. We need to be able to understand enough, not be an expert in, but enough about marketing, core messaging, branding, positioning, how to say things. We need to do that. We need to understand that enough, have enough lateral thinking, enough to move between those pieces so that we know how to to do them and how they work together so that we know how to move in between each of those parts. What I'm really suggesting is lateral thinking. It's like getting a bachelor's degree in college, going back to college and getting a bachelor's instead of in a particular field, 
you get one of those interdisciplinary studies is oftentimes what they're called, where you study instead of studying all the sciences like you would maybe if you were a biology major or a pre-med major, you would study a variety of subject matters right across all the different schools or disciplines at, at the university. So some from the College of Science, some from business, you, you get the idea. That's what this framework, that's what I'm suggesting is a interdisciplinary study approach is really what is going to give you the freedom to understand how these pieces together and start to take back control so you don't feel overwhelmed. There's a fascinating story or example of this from a, a book that I'll talk about in a second, but it's really the story of Nintendo. I don't know if you remember the Nintendo Game Boys or maybe you got the Nintendo Wii, but this is kind of the backstory behind it. I won't pronounce the guy's name because I would butcher it anyway. He's kind of the genius behind what really launched Nintendo and made them what we think of them today. But his story is a fascinating story because it so shaped the company. And what he said, kind of the genius behind things like the Game Boy that was hugely popular. My kids had one. He said he would not consider himself an expert in any one particular area. And so what he decided was if he could not think more deeply about all of these new technologies that were happening in the gaming business, in the gaming industry, if he could not think more deeply about new technologies to to pioneer new technologies, what he decided, which was genius, he decided he would think more broadly about the old technologies. So instead of thinking more deeply about one particular technology like a colored screen or a faster processor or something like that, he decided he would think more broadly about old technologies. That's an example of what lateral thinking is. This framework is really going to help you as we walk through this. It's going to give you a bachelor's of interdisciplinary studies. It's going to help you understand how to think laterally about these areas without having to be an expert in any one of them. And that's going to begin to start to take the pressure off, like release the pressure valve so that it just gives you like a puzzle box top. It's going to help you move much more efficiently, much more quickly, much more well informed. So at this point, this probably feels like maybe the clouds have broken just a little bit. Understand Like it's not a bright, sunny day just yet, but hang with me. We're going to get you there. Today was really just about giving you that box top, making a case for the fact that that box top is a game changer. And then the radical empathy brand framework is the box top for you. So that's where we headed today. That's what we covered. At the beginning, I said, you're going to be able to pinpoint, for example, where the holes are in your marketing, branding, and positioning. So when you think about that framework, if you sketch that out, what you want to do is look at those and think, where am I weak? Where do I feel the least comfortable? Some of those may be those pillars like you're, I've got nothing. I don't have anything there. <laughs> so you might think, you know, my core message, I don't even know what that is. Okay. So you can easily spot, maybe you've got a background in marketing and you're like, I'm fantastic. I can create marketing funnels or whatever. If forced to tell the difference between marketing and branding, maybe you would struggle and go, I'm 
I don't know exactly where the line, where to draw the line between what marketing is and what branding is. I'm far more comfortable, you know, working, wearing the marketing hat. Great. So that's, that's an area where you go, oh, there's, uh, I need to shore that up some so that I understand how these work together. So this framework helps you, gives you that 30,000 foot level to look and say, where am I strong? Where am I weak? It allows you to see where those holes are. The second thing I said that you would be able to do by the end is how to connect them together and why it matters. So that framework connects them together. And you can see that without that framework, what happens is each of those gets its own container or bucket. You got the marketing bucket. Maybe you've got a copywriting bucket. You've got, you know, email mark. Even within those, you've got like individual buckets. I got my email marketing. I've got my social media marketing. I've got a website that goes in there somewhere. Somewhere along the way, I'm thinking about a brand and maybe the visual part of the brand. I need a logo mark, a color. These are all scattered all over the place. Not even to mention your business strategy. Where are you trying to head with your business? What does success look like? Where do you want to be in the future? What does growth look like? When all of those are in separate containers and you don't know how they relate to one another, that's why it's a nightmare, right? Because you're trying to juggle seven or eight or nine containers and bring those into every business meeting and every decision. It becomes a nightmare. One bucket, one bucket is a whole lot easier to manage than trying to juggle seven or eight or nine. This framework is going to begin to help you to develop one bucket. It dumps everything into one bucket. It's profoundly simple. You could literally draw this out on a napkin, but it is immensely powerful because it's going to start to tie all of this together for you. The last thing I said you'd be able to answer at the beginning of this episode is why topless marketing will ruin your business. And now you know, topless marketing, I'm referring to trying to put a thousand piece jigsaw puzzle together by yourself with ever having, never having seen the box top. Trying to do that topless without seeing the box stop, it's just a nightmare. Eventually, you could probably do it. And some people would be better at that than others. Eventually, but think of all the wasted time, effort, energy, trying some pieces together that you realize later, oh, that's not what I thought it was. Those don't fit together the way I thought they would fit together. You end up just scrambling around, feeling your way out, feeling overwhelmed. Without that box top, when you're trying to market topless, build a brand and business topless, without that big picture, you're just, you become enslaved to whatever is out there or whatever you come across. You end up doing what I call trying or dying. You're just trying anything because the fear is if I don't go try it, I'm going to die. And so are you trying the right stuff at the right time in the right order? Well, who knows? It's try or die, baby, right? And you get stuck in that hamster wheel. And it's just enslaving and it's not very life giving for you. Don't feel bad, though, if still at this point you're scratching your head still a little bit and you're like, "Okay, this seems to make a little bit of sense. Again, it's like a break in the clouds. Stick with me. We're going to try to get you to that bright, sunshiny, beautiful day. Thanks again for hanging with me. This was a fun episode. I know it's a little hard to draw a picture just by describing it on a podcast, but go check out the show notes. I'll, I'll give you uh, everything you need there. You can find those resources. Now on the next episode, on our third episode, we're going to take a closer look at part one of the Radical Empathy Brand Framework. You're going to 
It's going to be like Yoda shows up at your house or shows up in your earbuds while you're working out or whatever and just pops the top on. Oh, my goodness. How come I didn't see that sooner? So that's what we're going to do. We're going to take a closer look and zoom in on part one of the Radical Empathy Brand Framework. And I think you're going to love it. So I hope you'll join me there. Again, thanks so much for listening to this episode. I would love to connect. You can connect with me on Instagram if you're listening on your phone right now, rfowler, R-F-O-W-L-E-R. You can find me on Instagram. I'm on the other stuff, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, You can also do good old email. You can reach me at Robbie, that's with a Y, Robbie at RobbieF.com. And I'd love to hear from you. Let me know how else I can help. As we do future episodes, I want to make sure those help you and serve you. Again, if you haven't already, I'd love for you to subscribe to the Brand Ed Podcast. You can do that wherever you get podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever. And I'd love for you to, to uh, I'd love for us to track together and, and walk through this together. On the show notes for today's episode, I'm going to include a, a free resource I've got for for, uh, for those of you that are listening, uh, it's my top 20 website resources for 2020. I'll put those in the show notes. You can always find that resource at RobbieF.com. And that's 20 of my favorite tools I use day in, day out. Websites, resources, apps, nothing that's crazy expensive, nothing that requires you to be a professional designer. These are 20 website resources that you can start to use to help you build a profitable personal brand website. I'm also going to include a link to the drawing of the Radical Empathy Brand Framework so you can see that. I still want you to go draw your own because there's something about drawing it and you know using your hand and your brain and your mind all together is what's really going to help it lock in. I'll also include a link to a book where I got that Nintendo story from. I'll probably be talking about this book quite a bit. Uh, it's, it's a current absolute favorite of mine. It's called Range why generalist triumph in a specialized world by david epstein we'll talk more about that book but i'll throw it in the show notes so you can go glance at that and look at that if you want to in addition i'll put a link in the show notes to my recommended resources page that's where you would find that book recommended along with workflowy is an app i mentioned in the previous episode all of those things are on my recommended resource page a bunch of goodies a treasure chest of goodies that you can find there Uh, So I'll put a link to that in the show notes. Again, thanks so much for listening. Can't wait to see you next time. In the meantime, go build a life-giving brand.